you're listening to the You Can't Fix What You Can't See podcast, hosted by author and consultant Karen Cornwell. Here we share real success stories from companies striving to become more gender savvy to drive innovation, growth, and engagement for all. Today, we are interviewing Fiona Blakesley. She is the director of PCG Customer Service at Intuit. How are you today, Fiona? I am doing very well, Karen. It's, it's great to be, uh, to be chatting with you today. Excellent. I think we should dive right in. Uh, Intuit has a fabulous women's network. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. Yeah, it's, um, it's one of actually a number of different networks, 11 different networks at Intuit. But the Intuit Women's Network is our largest um, of the network. We have over 1,100 members. It's a very active uh, global network. Um, and we have 13 different chapters around the globe. So some of those may be local U.S. sites or some of those might be uh, you know, offices uh, around the world. And the way we structure the Intuit Women's Network is we, we really have three focus areas. And those focus areas reflect kind of the needs of our members and also what we believe it's most important in terms of the areas to invest in. Um, and those three pillars are around, you know, developing our members. So creating opportunities for development activity we focus on building connection and community. And my goodness, I think that's, that's never been more important than, um, than this unusual 2020 year that we're in. So creating opportunities to bring members together and foster that connection. And then the third area of focus is around giving back. And this reflects an important intuit value where we're looking to give back to our communities. And it's really about doing that as a group and and fostering that shared experience. So that's, that's where we're focused as a network in those three, three core areas. That sounds really amazing, Fiona. I'm wondering, what, could you give our listeners an example of professional development, right? What kinds of things might the Women's Network get into it if I was there, uh, bring me? Yes, absolutely. Um, and so that can take different forms. It can be chats with senior leaders where our members get to hear about, you know, their career story, their career journey, you know, what's inspired them, uh, maybe leadership lessons. And one of the techniques that we use, Karen, to, to really get to a deeper level of conversation and to do that quickly is we use an Intuit tool uh, called a journey line. And that journey line is essentially, you know, putting your life on a single page, highs and lows, and typically people will include images of important aspects of their life. And you'll literally see, you know, from birth to current, the trajectory of their lives and those key, key moments that have shaped them to the person they're at. And often we'll start a leader chat with that journey line. When I first came to Intuit and I first, you know, observed a journey line in action in a, you know, in a team meeting, I was absolutely wowed at the intimacy and the connection that it that it created and I see that with our members you know as soon as you hear about you know not just the work 
uh, events that have shaped an individual, but also the personal things, which I think, you know, it's interesting. We often try and and separate the work and the personal, but I think this year, you know, the two things have kind of melded together and, and they're always critically important. And one kind of, you know, influences heavily the other. And so by doing this, we foster just a, a deep, a deeper level of conversation very quickly. But our members also get to hear, they get to ask questions. So that's just one example, which is, you know, kind of getting time with senior leaders or leaders in, in pivotal roles. The second area we do is we look, we'll also bring specific development activity. So again, if I think about this year, you know, it, it's thrown many new and different challenges, you know, to the world at large, but also, you know, we're hearing women are bearing more of the burden of um, homeschooling and, you know, home, home um, responsibilities. And so, you know, one of the things we identified this year was the need in our members for, for more, you know, more grit, more perseverance to get through this year. And so we partnered with the Grit Institute and we've been doing um, recently kicked off events where we're, you know, we're helping a large group of our members go through, um, you know, a month long exercise to really identify what, you know, their core purpose and where they can foster more, more grit and perseverance to help, help them navigate uh, not only their careers, but also their personal lives. So really, in summary, it's a combination of, you know, time with senior leaders or, or key individuals that we believe will be inspirational and helpful to our members. And then there's also specific um, development activities that are geared to either, you know, a moment in time or, or the specific needs of women. Wow, that is awesome. I really um being able to meet senior leaders and actually have a conversation with them can be really critical to development. And it helps the leaders too, right? Because they, they then know who's coming up, who's there. They meet people they would not necessarily meet in their day-to-day activities, which makes it yeah. much easier to approach people when you say, I have an idea and I, you know, <laughs> I might need funding for this, but I think this would be really neat for us to do. Um, if you don't know somebody at all, that's really a hard conversation. Yeah, it definitely breaks down those barriers. It helps to build people's network. And as you say, it just, just gives people a reference point. And also, you know, these things are, are very human, aren't they? And they can connect people at a more human level, break down some of that nervousness that at times people can have with senior leadership. And what do you do? What would be a good example of, of connection? Yeah, the connection can take, um, again, different forms, Karen. It's an interesting, interesting question. A couple of examples there. Um, one of our leaders, Yasmin, in our Boise site, has, you know, has really inspired me and I think our other members. She's created a forum. She calls it the Cozy Corner. And it's really just, it, it's very simple, but inc- in, incredibly important. She creates a forum every Friday where, you know, a small group of of members get together and they literally have created through Zoom, you know, the image of a cozy corner somewhere that that they associate with tranquility and switch off. Um, And it's the equivalent of, you know, a coffee chat or, you know, if I were in the UK, maybe a drink down the pub. It's the equivalent of that virtually, but it gives people that opportunity to connect. And it's not necessarily discussing work-related items, just to connect, to let off steam, share their experiences, share their challenges. 
and what our members, you know, share back with us is it's just so beneficial, especially at the end of, you know, a, a week that may have been challenging either personally or professionally to have that outlet. A second area where, you know, I personally experienced this and kind of witnessed it in action as well as feeling it myself, Karen, was, you know, I can think back to a, a session last year with some of our, our global leadership and also some of our senior leaders. We were, we were having a conversation and a kind of an open Q&A. And, you know, one of our leaders asked the question around, you know, hey, how do you deal um, with being interrupted? How do you kind of bounce back from that? And how do you get your message across? And in that moment, you know, the, the energy shifted in the room and you could feel the the, the kind of a leaning in of everyone in the room. And interestingly, our, you know, our leader actually stopped and said, you know, how many of you are experiencing this? And it was, it was a show of hands and it was absolutely, you know, probably the majority of folks in the room. And I think, you know, we know the data, there, there's data that suggests women are interrupted, I think 30 plus percent, you know, more frequently than three times. Um, yes. Than men. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And, and what we had in that moment was just that, and I, I had it myself, was that, that sense of, this isn't me. I'm not alone with this. And, and what we got to was, you know, some techniques, some help and advice around how to handle it. But I think we, you know, we had a moment in that meeting where there was that sense of, of shared experience and, and kind of community in something we were experiencing, but also how to deal with it. And I don't think that is just specific to work. I think, you know, the interruption statistics, you know, it's, it's much more broad than that, but it, it was a good example of that safe conversation, you know, unlocking help and advice and unlocking that shared of, of community of shared experience. Wow, that is really awesome. The cozy corner. I like that. I think a lot of people would want to adopt that because we've lost our, our our cafeterias, our coffee pots, our communal areas because we're all at home, right? I mean, yeah, we, we have our coffee pot at home, but there's not six other people you could bump into, right? And yeah, those conversations yeah. are often what produces innovation and new ideas. Yes. Yeah. That spontaneity and that sense of, you know, of connection. You're, you're right. We've, we've, you know, as a society, we've lost so much of that. And uh, there's only so much connection we can get with our pets, you know, <laughs> before we, uh, you know, we're kind of, uh, we're, we're all craving that. I think this year, aren't we? We're craving that uh, more of that human connection. And so what I love about what Yasmin has done is, you know, she's found a way in this virtual environment to, recreate that as, as best we can, which I think is fabulous. I think that's something that many companies may want to go after because it is, it's such an important part and not, and not to talk necessarily about work, right. But to talk about how it's yes. going at home and because people are homeschooling kids, you know, they're, they're trying to help their kids through online school. We're all in this new crazy world and it's, uh, it's taken all of us to get through it, honestly. Yes. Yeah. I was, I was surprised when I saw the data around September and, you know, the number of, of women leaving the workforce, I think in the U S it was 850,000. It was, it was four times the level that they were seeing in, uh, in men leaving the workforce. And I, I think, 
you know, what we're, although we're not seeing that at Intuit, thankfully, I, I think, you know, the, the pressure is real that women are feeling it. And you're right, the conversation in those cozy corners is probably actually quite limited around work and more around that, that human connection. How are we surviving? Yeah. <laughs> how can how, we survive? How, how are we doing? Yeah. Yeah, and how absolutely. and how and what are we going to do going forward? Because it's um it's becoming really clear that it is we're going to be here a while. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Excellent. Now you mentioned I think uh, giving is one of those legs on that three legged stool that the Women's Network focuses on. Do you want to talk a little bit about that piece? Yes. Yeah. And this this can again take many forms, but it's. It's about creating a focus for the members on, you know, giving back to their community and also building shared experiences. You know, one of the initiatives that Intuit is, is placing a focus on is, is called Intuit Rise. It's a, uh, an education initiative for, um, for, for girl children. Um, and one of the statistics that surprised me, you know, just personally was, you know, rural areas of India, over 48% of, of girls are married um, by the time they reach 18. And, and this can contribute, you know, to a belief that investing in, you know, education for these girls shouldn't, shouldn't necessarily be prioritized. So there's a lot of focus at Intuit on this. And there's, there's a number of different initiatives, including, you know, after school programs and sponsorship for education. Um, and Intuit has actually funded the education for 200 girls, which, you know, I think is fabulous. And as an Intuit Women's Network, we got behind this. We, uh, you know, sponsored an activity to build hygiene kits for these underprivileged girls. So that's one example where we've, we've been part of something bigger within Intuit. There's other activities that might happen more at a local level. Last year in the Dallas area, we uh, partnered actually with our Latino network and we sponsored the Walk to End Alzheimer's. Uh, and for me personally, I lost my father to Alzheimer's last year. And, you know, that, that sense of community of walking with the IWM members and walking with the fellow, uh, you know, the Latino network members. Again, I, I go back to this idea of a, a deeper connection and a more personal connection uh, that we had, you know, what is for me, the walk to end Alzheimer's is a, is a very personally moving um, and important experience. But to have that, you know, with my, with my fellow women and their families and, and other networks, you get a real sense of, of support and a sense of shared experience. No, I think that's really impressive because uh, I also lost my mom to Alzheimer's several years ago. And it's an, it's an awful disease. And, and not only is it an awful disease, it takes a tremendous toll on caretakers. And, yes. and, and you go from being a child to being a parent of your parent and trying to take care of everything that they need to take care of. Because, you know, at some point they kind of can't take care of anything. And it's a huge responsibility. And it, I think often companies have skipped over that piece and how, how can we help, right? How can we help people who are dealing with family members with Alzheimer's? It's a, yes. it's, it's a big piece of our society and it, it can prevent people from doing good work because their brains are preoccupied with 
You know, how yeah. am I going to get that medication? <laughs> who's who's going to take mom to this doctor's appointment? You know, I'm going to be on a business yeah. trip. How, you know, how do you how do you support people who are supporting people with Alzheimer's? It's really important uh, thing that I think yeah. companies should be dealing with. Yeah, I, th I think you're absolutely right, Karen. We've also, you know, partnered with the Alzheimer's Association to bring in some of those education events and connect members with the the help um, that the association is able to give. But you're right, you know, the impact on those around, you know, the individual with Alzheimer's is, is enormous. It um, is. And, and it, often and it's, not always understood. And it's often discounted until somebody goes through it and then they go, wow, I can't believe you went through this. And, you know, I, <laughs> I wasn't really a part of it with you. Right. I wasn't. Um, yes. So that I think is a really important piece is how do you help people deal with their lives so they can focus on their work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned, I thought you mentioned educating girls. You kind of went over that really quickly. And I thought, oh, let me find oh. out about that. Right. Is that part yeah. of the uh, part of the women's yeah. network? It's actually an Intuit. Um, it's called Intuit Rice. So it's a broader program. But the women's network has been a, a part of that. So we took on the, um, you know, the sponsorship of the hygiene kit. But some of, I can give you more of a flavor for the overall program. Um, so there's the sponsorship for the girls and, and Intuit has sponsored 200 girls. So the program identifies girls from um, underprivileged backgrounds and really makes sure that they're enrolled in schools and provides fees and also just those things that, you know, that are essential to successfully going through education. So some of the, um, you know, the support materials that you need um, to attend school. Uh, there's also after school programs um, you know, identifying appropriate teachers and, and making sure that those girls are able to attend after school programs that really kind of focus on improving their academic performance. Another area that I think is really impactful is the girls go through an aptitude test. So this is, is a, basically a scientific way to kind of help those girls, you know, understand where they have, um, you know, real talent and, and help them to make inform career choices and and then you know partnering them with with kind of counseling to give them direction so based on their aptitude and their skills and their talent really trying to help them navigate a path to a career um, there's also an element of self-defense classes and kind of awareness so there's there's skills around kind of life skills around growing up you know becoming a, a responsible adult just taking care of yourself also includes training around assertiveness, which, you know, I think, I think we know is important and aspects like dealing with peer pressure. So it's not just about that academic guidance, but it's also about really, you know, giving these girls the life skills to be successful. So kind of the whole package, not just the academics, but those things that are vitally important that kind of wrap around it. So you can, you can take that education and you can, you can capitalize on it as much as possible. And that's really important for, for young people to know. One of the things I find amazing is we often don't do those things that allows people to understand, you know, you're really good at this. You yeah, know, you're, you're, yeah. And, and, and it's like, oh, I didn't know that, right? Because you have no comparative basis for that, right? Until somebody says, yes. you know, you're quite good at this. And, oh, mm. 
well, maybe that's part of my career. Maybe that's a piece that I'm going to go look at, right? I'm going to go, I'm going to work a little more in that area. And that I think can really, really help young people today figure out what's the next step. Where, where do I want to head to? What, what programs look good for me? And I think that's a, that's a big piece, particularly for women in tech and women in the United States, if they don't see those role models, if they don't see women in business, then they really don't know that's a possibility for them. And I could see that in rural parts of India, that that could be very problematic, right? Without having those role models and, and people to interact with, you'd have no idea that you, that, that there was a future there for you in that area. Yes. Yeah. It makes it real, doesn't it? It makes it a real possibility. Yes. Which is, which is awesome for the girls because it's, it's one of those things that also brings you hope because mm. there are yes. times if you're in deep poverty, that hope is a scarce commodity, right? It's like, how do you, how do you ever get out of this? Right. <laughs> how do I yeah. break out? Yeah, absolutely. You can't see that way out. So Fiona, you've got this huge, I think you said um, 11,000 members in the women's 1,100 members members in the women's network. How does the women's network interact with the leadership team or does it? And, And how does that work? Yeah, so we have a senior level sponsor, Cassie Devine, who is one key part of that and also a... um, we're a voice, I would say, into senior leadership of the, you know, of the members. And it can take different forms. So, for example, you know, right now, Tracy, that I work with very closely as a co-leadership, she's been involved in forums that are looking at um, working mothers and how can we how can we best help, you know, our members through this quite unusual time. But we also provide, you know, that voice back more generally on, you know, the themes that our women are looking for, how they're feeling at any given time. And so, you know, that that's a critical role that the network plays. It, it's kind of a two way street of feeding information up. You know, we'll use Cassie as a conduit or maybe into our CEO staff, but also then, you know, engaging with the members and making sure we have that that regular pulse. On, on how people are feeling. And I, that's really important right now, especially I would guess with, with women in particular, sharing a higher burden of the household calamity. That might be how we describe it some days. Yeah, that's how it feels some days. I know personally. It is, it's sometimes, some days it's just kind of nuts. <clears throat> and other days it's, it's okay. Yeah. All right, let's have some fun. So what's the funnest event that you've done with the Women's Network? Oh, fun. I love to talk about fun, Karen. (laughs) Um, Last year, we took a group of women to the Texas Women's Conference. I think there was about 20 of us that that attended that. It was down in Austin, and it was was an uh, an all-day event. I think what made it so impactful, one of the members shared with me, it was the best development event that she had ever attended and that as you can imagine just absolutely made my day but it was it was two things really it was it was a fabulous lineup of speakers people like Tracy Ellis Ross I mean just a fantastic lineup of speakers that we got to hear from that day as a a group 
But also, you, you mentioned fun there, Karen. We had that fun of, you know, we we took a, a minibus together down to Austin from Dallas. Oh, so we had cool. four hours to, you know, to bond um, dinner the night before. And you, you can't underestimate the, the power and the impact of those kind of, like I mentioned, shared experiences and just having a bit of fun together, you know, going to something. And so interestingly, we're thinking about when I think to what's ahead, we're looking at the idea of a summit this year. Clearly, it will be a virtual summit, but you know that has some that has some positives in that we can make it more global than something that was just in one city. Uh, but that that definitely ranks really high for me. That was incredibly fun, and like I said, just just hearing the reflections back from people about the impact of that event uh, absolutely made my day. Those events are totally energizing. I've been to the equivalent conference here, right in California, and they get a killer lineup of speakers. And it is, you leave there on a high, a total high, and it, you share it with everybody. I mean, you energize all these people that didn't go and they're like, I'm going next year. I'm going, I'm going to figure out how I'm going next year. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, and you also in these may be inspiring your women to say, maybe you should be a speaker. Maybe yeah, you should yeah. go talk about it. you're the expert in your area. Mm. But you know, you're not <clears throat> you're not truly an expert till you're up on that stage, right? Yes. So it really gives them <laughs> so you're right. something to aspire to, which is yeah, uh, which is always good. Great. Well, it has been absolutely awesome to talk to you today, Fiona. I really appreciate you sharing the insights of what Intuit's Women's Network is doing, what's going on over in India, and what you're doing. Wonderful things for women at Intuit. Thank you so much. Thank you, Karen. Yeah, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. You've just listened to the You Can't Fix What You Can't See podcast with host and author Karen Cornwell. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with your friends and peers. If you know of a company doing amazing things to become more gender savvy, please drop us a line at the website youcan'tfixwhatyoucan'tsee.com. We are on the lookout for success stories to share with our listeners so their companies can become gender savvy.